last time on Out of the Forest. Hey, Enif, I think... I think I found out where Baron went. I'm in a old pest control building down near Main Street, and, well, I broke into the basement, and, well, there's something down here. You're, you're still injured, and you're out here on your own. You don't even have clothes on right now. And we, or they kind of gesture to, um, uh, to Isaac, and they, we have to go help, help our friend. And so we can't come with you to protect you. And I can't guarantee that someone else might come and get you. But the, the people back there, we've worked with them before. We know them. And if, if I explain to them that you're a friend of mine and that you need help right now, they'll help you. Lenny looks conflicted at that and then goes, I guess, yeah, uh, if you can vouch for them. I haven't gone in it. Uh, I dare say it might be a portal. Kurnanus picks up a, a small box and throws it into the into the darkness. Uh, and, and as you watch it go into it, like all color saps from that box. And then just suddenly it's gone into this darkness. Yeah, so I think it might be a portal of some sort. Kurnanus like steals himself and then walks into the darkness. Kinda can he see a window from that? The sky's not like, you know, on fire or anything, right? No, you, you look outside, uh, you hear the slamming of a truck door, and as you glance over there, um, you see, cleanly shaven, but unmistakably, Baron exiting the truck, whistling with a toolbox at his side. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about finally merging the timelines. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I'm Chris and I'm your GM slash keeper and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan and I'm playing Ron and Baron. Uh, I'm Dominic and I'm just playing Kernunos, I think. <laughs> I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. If you're playing Ron and Baron, then who's playing Bella? Oh shit! Uh, no one. Chris, put the. She's left to her own devices. Thank goodness Evan's playing so many characters, since we're oh, gonna have to start boy. killing our doppelgangers in the alternate universe. I, I am all <laughs> the characters. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? As the scene fades in, I've already killed all of our doppelgangers in the mirror world. Oh my god, Cornudos is just on a killing spree. <laughs> yeah, okay. apparently. Um, I'm worried. Uh, yeah, well. We'll we'll deal with uh, Kernus's immediate jump to murder, which <laughs> isn't honestly too out of character. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into that the, the opening narration and all that good stuff. Enith and Isaac, you are in this dusty, dark basement, across from this wall of darkness that seems to be stretching its tendrils uh, towards you and, and pulsating ever so slightly. Even if you are you are holding onto the rope closest to the portal, uh, it's been probably only a minute or so since Kernunos went in, and Isaac, um, it takes you a second to notice, uh, because mo- for the most part things are still in this basement already, but you realize that 
the, the, the roots coming out of this dark wall have stopped pulsing. And as you look to Enif to ask if they've noticed it, you notice that their, their shoulders are no longer rising and falling with their, their breathing. And you, you kind of look around and in the corner, just sort of sitting casually as if they were there all along, you see the hooded figure of Moral. It's Moral, right? Their head lifts up, not doing anything for the darkness, obscuring their face, and they go, Oh, yes, sorry, things are a little strange around here. I didn't know when, where, or why I'd arrive. Hello. Hi, it's been a while. You said you... Did you not show up here on purpose? Purpose is a thing that can only be ascribed to things that are. Right, right, and you're some kind of strange, non-existent being. Um, do you know what's going on in our timeline, in our world right now? And he kind of like gestures at the um, strange portal with the awful crawling roots and just kind of points at that, like, do you know anything about this? Oh. That's a very interesting one. Things are, as I said, a bit strange around here. The effects of the one who is causing many of the problems here have begun to reverberate and break. It's not his intention, but it is the end point of his attempt. Let me ask you a question, if I may, Isaac. Okay. If you tell someone a story about something that happened to you, is that true? I would think so, if you're telling it as it happened, as you perceived it. If you replace one bit of your story with a lie, does it not then become fiction? I guess you could say that. It is interesting because as soon as you begin replacing parts of the truth with lies, the entire thing becomes a lie. However, it's important to remember, and something that he seems to have forgotten, that taking a lie and replacing the lies with what you deem to be truth does not make it truth. Who is this he that you're talking about? He. It is complicated. You see, my position affords me great knowledge of the arc of it all. However, I do not know things for sure until they are perceived by you and your allies. And as they say this, uh, the, the effect that often occurs during Moral's little conversations is, is beginning to take over. Uh, th their, their voice is beginning to echo and bounce around this space more and more, uh, becoming more and more difficult to really pin down uh, and giving you a, a steadily escalating headache. Uh, um, he'll sort of grab, or he, I guess he's still holding onto the rope. Yeah. Yeah. If he's in frozen space, does it matter if he holds onto the rope? Um, it's unclear. The <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He'll continue doing it anyway, um, and just kind of duck his head a little bit um, as the pain gets stronger. Um, you know, Moral, sometimes you're very hard to make sense of, but I get the feeling that you're not out to hurt us. Is that true? I am I my very being. Neither, 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 of what is happening. It is not my usual status. Not my. I. 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 My status. I am actually a. I. 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 am. 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 Everything uh, begins pulsating again, and Moral is no longer there. Have we tried turning Moral off and on again? <laughs> yeah. Kernos, you've spotted this uh, this clean-shaven uh, Baron a- across the street. Uh, he quickly gets out of the fairly narrow line of sight that you have. Uh, from the door to the basement that you were kind of hiding behind. Uh, but you have caught sight of him. Are there, um, like, other than other than Mirror World Baron, are there other people in this uh, building? Yep, there are two people. Uh, as you kind of glance to, to get a better look at them, one of them is, is like on the way out. And like, would it be would it be possible for me to like sneak out of the building if I had to? Yeah, I believe I stated that it was probably about enough to get outside of the shop, and that's about it. <laughs> and are there? Is there anything like in the ba- like? Is this an empty basement, or is, is there, there stuff like, down here? Any objects? You could probably grab like a, a, a canister of pesticide from the basement. There's plenty of random like exterminator stuff in like on the shelves in the basement. Okay, so Kernunis grabs uh, one of the containers of pesticides and like picks it up and looks at the rope and then walks right back through the portal. All right. Yeah. Um... You come back through the portal, and Enif, uh, presumably, I, I don't want to make this character decision for you, but presumably looks relieved that Kendra's made it back. Yeah, re- relieved, but then also slightly confused, because it's only been like a minute. Yeah, Kendra's comes back out, you see Enif looks relieved. Isaac looks a little dazed, um, and you, you look down, and the, the pe- bottle of pesticide in your hand is no longer there. Even, even though, like, through the entire process it was in your hand, but, like, the moment you came out the other side, it was no longer there. Isaac, you, uh, sort of come back to yourself. Everything's moving, and Kernunus is just very abruptly standing outside the portal. Oh. Uh, did you find anything? Uh, yes. In fact, it seems as if there is an entire other mirror universe on the other side of the portal. Um, there was another basement, and some stairs that went upstairs, and I could see another whole other world outside of this building. And the pest control company was was fine. It wasn't closed. The people were there. Wait, what? There was stuff in the basement and materials and pesticides. And Baron was there. or Well, sort of Baron. Um, it looked like him, but he didn't have a beard. Okay. So... Hmm. So it's a mirror dimension... And Baron's on the other side, is what you're telling me. If it wasn't Baron, um, well, maybe a mirror version of him, but uh, a Baron was, was, I saw a Baron. Okay, um, 
Well, that wording's a little concerning. Um, you said that the business in that dimension was doing perfectly fine. Are we sure it's not a time portal? And maybe it's just showing a time when this business was working and Baron came to visit it. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have to, um, uh, can, can Kununis just go back to the mirror world and like find a business calendar in the basement? <laughs> oh my God. Efficient. Does he actually do that or? <laughs> you could just go, you could go in and just like pop in. Just pop room. out. Hey, excuse I, me. Hey, excuse me. Uh, what, what day is it? Uh, year? What year and is it? return back to their basement. What year is it? All right, yeah, you walk back in the darkness, you see the same sight of this black and white mirror world. Uh, you are once again in this basement. Um, the, the uh, perhaps, the, the pesticide you grabbed is, like, on the ground by the portal you entered. Um, you, you just sort of head upstairs and try and find an office with a calendar. Well, I doubt, um, I don't think he's going to go look for a, a calendar. Uh, hey, question, uh, do we get cell phone reception in the mirror world? Can I just, like, check That's... the date on, on my phone's calendar huh. app? <laughs> That's a great question. Chris has to figure out the own rules to his world and figure out how that would yeah, work. Like, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a similar issue to what I have with the Beast of Brandywine, right? Where, like, do cell towers work? How does the magic influence fucking cell, cell service? Uh... I think you do have a uh, connection. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's the, your, your cell phone says today's date. I think uh, I think just in case like it's a holdover from being connected in the real world, Kununus is going to also look for a calendar in, in this world. Yeah, you go upstairs and look for a calendar. Um, and while I'm not 100% certain that like a small pesticide business would have a calendar typically. We'll just go and say yes because otherwise this would have been silly. And I can't be, I, I can't waste your time like I did with the suit buying. Um, <laughs> you, you do see a calendar, and while obviously it doesn't t- tell you what day it is, uh, it is currently flipped to January of 2020, the current year. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kernunis is going to go back down and he's uh, going to grab. I don't know, like a, one of those sprayer thingies and, and try to go back through the portal again. Keep the pen also shit. does not come to the other side. It's just all stuff that ends up getting stopped in that one part of the basement. It's just going to be yeah. littered with junk. The guy who owns the shop is going to come down there, flip on the light switch, and just be like, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck? What happened down here? I don't own any cats. This is impossible. Well, I just checked, and uh, my phone said it was the current date, and I looked at a calendar. In the office, everything seems to be, uh, well, we're not, it wasn't a portal back in time, I should say. Okay, well, did you, did you speak with Baron? Is he okay? Uh, no, I, I didn't talk to Baron. He was out, outside of the building and I was, oh, uh, and... not, not able to make it out that, that quickly. And Edith, like, looks down at the rope and is like, I- I'm guessing the rope wasn't long enough. I don't think we need to keep the rope. I, I went in and out of the portal a few times already and... Well, nothing untoward happened. It didn't close. Nothing immediately dangerous on the other side. I think we might be fine if we just wanted to pursue Baron now. So you're saying we just forgo the rope and just blindly go in. Isaac, what do you think? Can't make all the decisions. 
Uh, he's been still kind of mulling over um, what Moral has said. Um, I'm not too sure what to think, but um, just a, a brief second ago, um, Moral stopped by, and something about... Did we refer to Moral as he or they? They. They. Um, something about what they said... They asked if telling a story and replacing one part of it with something that's not true makes it a lie, and then mentioned that there's someone, there's some kind of he that that is behind a, a lot of what's going on, and made allusions to if you change one thing in the world, then it's no longer the same. I wonder if we're in. Some, Maybe the, the portal, or maybe what we're in, is some kind of alternate version of our story, we, where, where things aren't what they're supposed to be. That we're the alternate versions? Because that's a lot to digest. That is a lot to digest. I'd like to think maybe the portal that's monochrome is the alternate dimension. Um, but you said... Baron was there and he didn't seem concerned about the fact that he was just whisked away and he was clean shaven and maybe that was the Baron from that world, not the Baron that we know. Hey, uh, Chris, I feel like as a, a deity, Kernunos would kind of know something about like cosmology. Uh, does, do, do the gods know about like different planes of existence or parallel universes? Um, no, uh, I, I, I think, well, I, I think the, the Pantheon are obviously familiar with something to the effect of planes of existence. Like that's where the underworlds exist. I don't think like parallel universes are a thing as far as, uh, Kernunus and the Pantheon are, no. I don't know that it's a parallel universe necessarily. There's... Maybe it's an illusion that there is a form of Baron there, one way, one way or the other. He didn't seem to be uh, in trouble or, or pulled out of another realm or, or anything like that. But, I guess maybe. But on the inside, I'm screaming. Oh no! I guess maybe we find out if he's the Baron we know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe time works different. And well, you did say it was the same date. But maybe he's just trying to blend in in the meantime until we come find him. But people have been disappearing from this place, and they've been taken by yeah. these static creatures. So even if that's not our Baron, our Baron might still be there. So... Yes. Okay. Um, it sounds like a super stupid plan, and it sounds very risky, but I do agree with Kronunos that maybe we should just... If he came in and out of it fine, then maybe we should just forgo the rope and just go through it. As long as we always know where this portal is. It's in this basement of this pest place. Uh, everything in, after we go through is exactly the same, only this time Kununos is like six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe one person... I don't... I don't... I don't want to go all of it. I don't want all of us to go through without a rope and for us to get stuck there. If we're going to try that, I think one person should go through without the rope to make sure that they can come back. Okay. All right. I'll try it. And uh, Enif slowly walks through the portal without the rope. 
All right, yeah, Enf, you slowly <laughs> walk through the portal without the rope, <laughs> and you come out the other side, and you portal closes instantly. Canunus, so <laughs> you're trapped forever. Got him. They fall into my trap. Uh, this is how Chris TPKs the entire party. <laughs> no, no. What what an anticlimactic ending to the podcast. Haha, <laughs> you fools, you walked through my portal. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-rope trap. <laughs> um, yeah, you walk through and you're greeted with the same sight that Kernuna saw, uh, just like a mirrored version, mirrored black and white version of this basement. Um, there, the stairs upstairs, uh, slightly cracked door at the top. Uh, you don't hear any voices this time, because as I was saying, the other person was on the way out as Kernunos came back, but yeah, it's the, you look behind you and the portal is still there. Um, it, it doesn't have like the, the roots that are growing out of it. Like it does on uh, the other side, but it is just sort of, it, it almost looks like there's another section of this room where the light just stops reaching at that section of the room. Is the portal like against a wall or is it just like in the middle of a space and there's just darkness behind it? that the, the latter mostly it, it's it literally is just like a wall of blackness okay uh it looks like there should be more to the room and the light just for some reason doesn't it just stops at like a, a sheer surface and if i take um, this canister that i see that was like laying in front of the portal that cornunos had and i roll it into the shadow does it keep going it bounces off oh okay Okay, yeah, then I'm going to go back through the portal. That's fair. Yeah, you head back through the portal. For reference, it it, pr- it looks a lot like if someone took Vanta Black and just painted the entire wall. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get to the other side of the wall, uh, the other side of the portal, uh, and you are just fine. I, I think this might actually work. Um, it didn't, the portal didn't change at all when I went through without the rope. I don't. I don't think we'll need it. I think the portal is strong enough that it'll stay open. We just, last time the portals closed because we killed the creature that controlled them. So as long as we don't do that before we get through, then we should be fine. Okay. But I don't necessarily want us to be separated. So if we, if one of us goes, I think we should all go. Probably safest. I still don't know if the rules of, you know, if we look away from somebody and they disappear apply while it's, while we're over there. Um, so, it's, yeah, probably safest if we all stay together. So, okay. Um, then we all go through the portal? <laughs> I guess so. I like mm-hmm. it. Kronos <laughs> uh, yeah, rips you... his ro- the rope off and, like, bounds on him. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, y'all head through the portal, uh, and you come out the other end, uh, same as Enith and Kernunus before, all of you. Uh, I want to call Iris. Uh, yeah, Iris pops out, um, she looks incredibly uncomfortable and just goes, oh, goodness. What fresh hell is this? The, the, (laughs) this, uh, the, the, the bad really, really doesn't stop with... Oh boy, this I don't like this place. I'm sorry. I just I just wanted to make sure that you were still here. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I'm I th- I think I is just if this place feels bad. I gotcha. Okay. Um you can go back to 
whatever you were doing before, I'll the ghost call dimension. you if we need you. <laughs> the, the, the unexplained ghost dimension that she goes to when go, Isaac doesn't call on her. Go back into yeah. your That Pokeball. I probably will never clarify. Go, go back yeah. into your Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what was what was the, the, the place where the ghosts were in Danny Phantom? It was the ghost, was zone, ghost zone, yeah. Yeah, ghost zone. Okay, well, Kurnunos, you said there were people here. Did they... Did anybody see you? Did anybody recognize you? Are we invisible in this dimension? Uh, I I did not see them. I only heard them. I I didn't push my luck. Okay, well, let's approach with caution. Because I'm sure that they don't want three strangers coming out of their basement. That might... (laughs) might, They might think we're burglars. might throw some alarm bells. So if we can find some way to exit the store without anyone noticing would probably be the best. You got it. Yeah, so Enif, I think, is going to um, carefully creep up the stairs of the basement. Oh, yeah. Uh, you head up the stairs, being as careful as you can not to creak any of the steps. Uh, and you get to the top, and you kind of glance to the, the, the cracked door. Uh, there is a man standing at the counter. He's just sort of tapping away on his phone uh you don't see anyone else here though and is he looking at the door like like how is it like i can see him but he can't see me like how is it you are behind him you are like in the back area Mm -hmm. and he is at the counter facing towards the front of the store but he's facing at his phone in his hands on top of the counter okay would i be able to slip by him without him noticing or would it or would that not be possible Uh, from where i'm at I mean, he's looking at his phone. Um, you know that there's a back door to this area, so you could probably just get around behind him. The um, yeah, I think Enif is gonna wave to the other two, and like, uh, you know, kind of indicate like, "Hey, this is our chance," and that's what they're gonna do. All right, yeah, you you slip around. Um, the guy doesn't even look up as you you slip out the back door. Uh, and you are in kind of like the little alley behind this building. We're probably invisible. I mean, he was looking at his phone. He might just not not noticed us. Um, okay, and so we're in this back alley. Is it like, is there anything here or is it just completely empty? There's like dumpsters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just an alley. Okay, okay. Um, where was, where was the Baron drugs. that you saw? Uh, Baron was parked along the side of the building uh, near the the window at the top of the stairs um, and I, I think it just kind of like shows them where that was. Yeah, you, you lead them uh, down the side of the building and back to the street that the where the pest around is on uh, and you, you point over to the truck you saw him getting out of. It is parked on the street um, and as you look around, uh, this block's kind of long, I will say, just so that we can progress the plot forward. Um, you, you, you see Baron, uh, rounding the corner just as he, you, you get within view of this, uh, block. Should we, should we follow him? Should we approach him at all? Probably. I mean, at least follow him. He's the whole reason we came here, if that is our Baron. If not, then we Kurnunos have a lot of- just yells out. Hey, Baron! Oh my God. Oh, you shout that out, he's already around the corner. You wait a couple seconds, he does not come back around the corner. Okay, follow him, follow him. That's not the subtlety we agreed on. <laughs> oh, you God. guys head on after uh, this person. 
um, you, you round the corner and uh, you quickly begin to catch up with him as he, he turns into a residential neighborhood, uh, continuing to whistle as he carries his toolbox. It doesn't, it's, he's not acting like the way we are used to. Baron doesn't whistle, does he? I have no idea. I have never heard him whistle, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't. <laughs> this is so out of character for him. I mean, whistling? What's whistling. next? Skipping? Is he going to snap his fingers along with the music? Oh, no. He's at, the worst has happened. He's actually happy. <laughs> oh, God. What do we do with oh, no. Joyful Baron? Okay, well, um, I mean, he definitely is acting out of character, but I mean, maybe uh, he's just having a really good day. I love I have this so much. <laughs> this is so I'm getting good. bad feelings about this. So, okay, so he's in in a residential area. Does it look? Does does it? Do we see that he's heading into a certain house or what? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell. He's walking down the street. Uh, you know what? I think looking for that. Yeah. Um, you see him like check his phone and then like check. Uh, the 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 street number on like a mailbox nearby okay and then keep moving on maybe we do just go up um ask oh sorry are you baron and if he says yes then we're golden and if he says no then uh we're in trouble Uh, even if like (laughs) pat's pat's canudos on the back is like well it's uh time for your for your approach from before uh, so yeah, again, Kernunus yells out, Hey, Baron! Baron! He pulls out a megaphone out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Baron! At, so you, you, you shout out, Hey, Baron, while, while trying to catch up to him. Um, Ron, you swear you hear someone shout out. It sounds like it's from some distance, almost like through, through, a, a, through thick glass. Uh, you don't quite catch what they say. And when you turn around to, to find who had shouted it, um, it's the strangest thing. It's almost like there are people there, but when you, when you, when you focus on it, there's, there's no one there. and It's a, a disorienting sensation, to say the least. Um, Ron will once again shake his head and just be like, nope, it's just today. I don't know what's going on. And kind of look back at his phone and start comparing the the house numbers to what he has. Yeah, you're you're just a couple houses down to to your your uh your job for today. Alrighty, I continue walking. Kernunis is just gonna push him <laughs> to the uh, ground. What do you? No, not to the ground. Just like a, a, okay. a little shove. I was like, what do you stop? <laughs> stop walking, kind a of gentle push. shove. I mean, he can't hear, but back. like we should try out the other other senses, right? So like he couldn't hear us, he couldn't see us, so we'll try touching him and then. I don't know. See if he can taste us. That's fair. Taste. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> can you taste me? Jesus. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, the podcast is canceled. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. No, no. This is our best stuff. Keep going. I just, I just, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> It's I I don't want to have to solve whether this this weird dimension allows people to taste each other. That's not a question I can answer or care to or want to. Cell, figuring out if cell phones worked in this weird mirror dimension was fine, but it, trying to shove people when they can't hear you, but but t- taste 
I can't do it anymore. Gotta <laughs> know. <laughs> we broke God. Um, Ron. Ron. Uh, you sort of stumble backwards all of a sudden. You just abruptly lose your balance. And for a moment, there's like a rippling in the air in front of you. Uh, and for a second, you swear you see someone you recognize, uh, but then it's gone. And it's hard to even remember what that person might have looked like or if they were even there. Ron's going to kind of like like put his hand forward and almost like reach out of it. I guess to see if there's something there. Just like kind of like wave his hand. Yeah, you reach out and touch Dom. (laughs) 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 All the way from a different dimension. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Your hand collides with something and again, like, you're not sure what's going on because the the air ripples a little bit and you're not sure what's going on. Um, And then suddenly your phone begins to ring. Um, Yeah. I kind of pull my hand back and, and pick up the phone. Uh, on the other end, you hear a voice just go, Hello, is this Ron? Uh, I'm calling. It's, it's, uh, I just had my name. I need to look up in my notes what my name is. <laughs> uh, so, 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 uh, I'm just calling to make sure you're still coming today. Uh, I think you were supposed to be here about five minutes ago. I understand that parking's been a bit crazy lately, so I just want to make sure you were still coming. Oh yeah, Mrs. Sosa, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm right around the corner here. Sorry, just like like you said, you know, just there's no place to park. I had to park on the other side of the block, so uh, I'll be there in just a just just a minute or two. Of course, Diaz. I'll, I'll see you soon. Just knock at the door, and I'll let you in. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, Ron, we'll hang up. Um, and kind of just keep walking towards uh towards the house yeah you, you feel a slight bump and Kernanos bear runs into you and knocks you backwards a little bit uh but uh yeah you keep heading towards the house and you kind of start heading up the driveway to it uh it's worth mentioning uh all three of you you can hear what he's saying and obviously you can see him uh but as i described with the the people in the pest shop before you really have to concentrate to make it out because when you're not concentrating it it sounds like it sounds like what it sounds like when you're about to fall asleep when people are talking around you, mm. unless you're very, like, very distinctly trying to understand what uh, he's saying. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Baron or Ron or whoever this is uh, is heading up the driveway of this one house after having received a phone call and then pushed Karenunos aside without seeming to notice that he did it. Could anyone understand what he was saying? I had a really hard time. No, it, I couldn't really make it out. Okay. Do you think that maybe we are the static in this world, and this world was the the static in our world? Maybe these two worlds are connected in that way. I'm um, afraid we might be. We're we're talking about a lot of high level concepts that I can't <laughs> I can't grasp <laughs> or understand at this point. Um, okay, well, hey, Chris. Uh, if I look around, is there anyone else, like, here? Are there people outside, like, walking around or anything? It's just an empty town uh, except for Ron. The, <laughs> you you look around, and there... I gotta, I got you know, think, because as uh, Enoch just said, these are a lot of high-level concepts to be working with. I gotta make sure I'm staying consistent so that, like, this actually makes sense when 
you know, things become figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so, so that way people don't go back and go like, none of this would have made any sense according to those rules. Um, there are a few people around. Um, but as you're looking around, you notice something slightly peculiar. Um, you see, uh, like, next door to this house that uh, Baron's knocking on, uh, there, there's a there's a woman who is trimming her hedges, and the, the the on the other side you see a couple of kids playing in the backyard, just from kind of where you're situated on the street. Uh, but beyond like those two houses, there there doesn't seem to be anyone. There are cars driving by, but every car that drives by, the the windows are too tinted for you to see if, see who's inside. Uh, like all the windows. Are there any Are there any animals? Like, can we hear birds? Are there any birds and trees? Are there uh, any any animals? Or anything yeah, like that? I th- I think th- there are birds nearby. Okay. Um, I think you hear some birds chirping. Uh, there's not many because it is like the middle of winter. Ronnie, yeah, you knocked on the door and uh, the door opens and this woman, um, uh, she 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 she's a little bit on the older side. She's probably you'd estimate in her fifties or sixties. She's a a little bit uh, hunched over. Um, she's got like a blanket around her and she goes, are, are you Ron? Yes, I'm Ron. Uh, Mrs. Sosa? Yes, uh, come come in, come in. I can show you to the, the kitchen. I, I just brewed a pot of tea if you would like any. Oh, that'd be great, actually. Thank you so much. Uh, and she motions you in, closes the door behind you as uh, she takes you. Chris, can I hear uh, this conversation between Baron and, and this woman? Uh... You can give me a sharp to see how well you can kind of concentrate on this. Can I roll for that too? Because uh, unless I'm mistaken, Miss Sosa is one of the people who we investigated because she either went missing or she is someone. I'm also going to to roll a sharp to see. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you roll plus sharp. Nothing bad's gonna happen if you fail, but you also won't get an experience if you fail it. Ah, It's just gonna be you don't hear it. that's all mixed successes. Um, uh, I need to I need to double check and see if see if I remember when when Baron and um, Baron's partner uh, the the names escaping me were we were we there did did anyone else see that or or was that just Baron? We were I was. all no. We were all there. Yeah, we were we, we were that. all there, but I think most of you were at a distance yeah. at the time. You just okay. sort of but, saw it happen. But Enif but Enif did run up to them to make sure that they were okay. So Enif might have heard, might have heard the name Ron when they were confronting. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, I think with three mixed successes, I think you managed to patch together the important bits. You, you, you catch the name Miss Sosa, and you catch the woman calling him Ron. Uh, I, I don't think you quite get much of the context because you, you're, you're listening. And you're you're just catching on to th- uh, as much as you can, and you put your heads together and get those names from it. She was she the lady who went missing, or was she the one who reported somebody missing, Miss Sosa? She went missing, and she came here. Baron went missing, and he came here, but he's not Baron. Ron, that. That name sounds familiar. I think... I think... Yes. The the one that, that knew Baron before. So... This Ron... 
Ron is who Baron was before he was Baron. So, but this isn't the past. It's the present. But now he's past Baron. But in the present, uh, I'm. This is so much. This is so much information. (laughs) This it really it seems like it's some kind of alternate timeline. Like this is where original Baron came from. This was his his life and somehow he fell into the portal well baron or ron before he became baron he he died is is this is this where i mean is this dimension where people go before they become monsters or there are a lot of people here i mean granted we haven't seen if the whole city is here but i don't know if there would be that many people i don't think so right the the forest is is part of that process and when we're nowhere near that i don't know this is a lot of information i'm just i'm throwing ideas out okay maybe if we assume that we're the static people in this situation the same way you know that you and i were able to to see you know, the spooky, the static girl who was going to try to swap with the girl on the street. Should we go and see if we exist? Go find ourselves in this world? Yeah, we could, we could definitely try. Um, I mean, I don't know what we are in this world because Kernunus mentioned that he tried to bring something back, but those items were just piled up in front of the portal. So he didn't manage to bring anything back. So nothing from this world can go to the other world. But stuff from our world can come here. So, but we were able to go back and forth from the portal. Because we came from our world originally. Right. So by that logic, if this Ron person is our Baron, we should be able to bring him back. Because he came from our place originally. If that's our Baron. (laughs) That is a strange train of thought, and it might be true. Makes sense. Maybe there's some kind of amnesia. I'm following you. Maybe it's some kind of amnesia. When he came here, he, I don't know, like reverted to what he was before or what his memories were before. And then as soon as we were to bring him back through, he would remember. I'm also curious when we went through the portal, the basement was. I mean, it was full, it wasn't dusty, it was perfectly, it looked nothing like the basement before. Does my shop exist in this world? Yeah. Um, we know where Baron Ron works. Um, we could potentially find him again, hopefully fairly easily. It might be worth, at this point, figuring out more about where we are. Um, if we do head back, Enif is going to memorize or at least maybe not Enif because Enif has terrible memory Isaac should memorize the license plate of Baron's truck <laughs> uh okay not a bad plan yeah like what the truck kind of looks like and the license plate number so we can find it again as you guys start heading back to, to check on that truck so you can figure out uh can track Ron or Baron or whoever um the world around you gets staticky. Um, 
and it's it's terrifying for a moment because like the entire world kind of devolves into static for a couple seconds like your feet are still on some ground but you can't really see anything anymore and then a couple seconds later the static fades away to reveal everything more or less the same um some of the cars on the street have moved slightly um a couple of the the stores around the street are closed and most notably it's now like late uh it's it's like the the sun is nearly set when before it was probably around 10 or 11 in the morning did did you guys see that yeah uh, i don't know what to make of this are are we wait Uh sorry so we're back where the shops were yeah, you you okay. had intended to go over to the, the truck to to get its license plate. So and that was back at the shop area. Yeah. And so got our there and this happened. Yeah, so our attempt to go there time skipped. Is is the truck there still? Uh yep. Okay, well quick before anything else happens, somebody remember that license plate because I sure as hell am not going to be able to do that. <laughs> I'll write it down uh, in my phone. Ron, you spend uh, the the rest of the morning and the afternoon um, installing cabinets for Miss Sosa and and bringing in the the furniture she had bought online. And before you know it, um, you sort of lose yourself in the work. And before you know it, it is about quitting time. It's probably around 5.30 now. And you've gotten the cabinets installed and the the, uh, dinette set is all set up uh miss sosa thanks you profusely for all your help and gives you a small tip that you try to refuse but she insists and she sends you on your way with a, a little a little uh baggie of uh chocolate chip cookies oh, that's Man. so nice oh she's she's too pure too good for this world <laughs> uh but yeah you, um. it's the sun is starting to set and you are uh done with your day Okay, yeah, I'll pack up my, my whole toolkit, I'll say goodbye, kind of walk out the door, starting to head back to my my truck. Um, I'll kind of stop at the place where, like, I had a, quote, altercation. With, <laughs> altercation with, with air. With, 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 yeah, with, with something, some unknown thing, and kind of, like, grab my hand through it again. Yeah, give Super. me an investigative mystery roll. Ooh. <laughs> Everything's a mystery here. Uh, whoops, I almost clicked the wrong one. Sorry. How could you? That's a Uh, yeah, you, you you stop here, and then a couple like as you're about to investigate this, uh, it it's exactly the same feeling of like you walked into a room and forgot why you came there. You have no idea why you stopped here. You you cannot recall what was significant about this spot on the sidewalk. And it's kind of baffling to you that anything could be significant about this just random <laughs> part of the sidewalk. sidewalk. And you just keep on heading back to your truck. Uh, Isaac, Kerninus, and Nina, if you see Baron, Ron, whoever, uh, <laughs> rounding the corner. Um, I, I, I think each time y- you've gotten like within eyesight of... Uh, Baron, uh, Bella's been very confused. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. She's sort of like, keep forgetting about talking. Wriggling in the arms of whoever's holding her, but like, then, like, does the little head tilt and doesn't seem to know what to make of this person. 
Uh, and Ron eventually makes his way past you and into his truck. Why do I get the feeling that if if we try to leave his general vicinity, we just end up time skipping forward to wherever he is next? I feel like the world doesn't exist outside of like a radius around him. I think uh, that we should get in the back of the truck so that we do not get too far away from I him. was about to suggest that. <laughs> so yes, I okay. wholeheartedly agree. I'm going to throw Bella into the back of that truck and climb on in. <laughs> Baron okay. starts the car. Is Isaac also hopping on? We drag him? Isaac I on guess. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that Chris thought that this, like, Chris sounds surprised by this because this is exactly what I thought you guys were going to fucking do. <laughs> I thought you might, but, like, it's still <laughs> hilarious. Honestly, at this point, Chris should be more aware of our logic. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Like, like I, I can see something coming and still think it's hilarious that you guys do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys climb into the back of this truck, uh, Baron, uh, you're vaguely aware of, like, the bed of your truck shaking a little bit. (laughs) You look back there, and there's nothing there, so much like many other things that have been happening recently, you just sort of shrug it off, and you drive on home. Uh, you get a phone call, uh, that connects to your, uh, Bluetooth, because you're a responsible driver and use hands-free methods to use your phone while you're driving. Um, and it is Cone. Hey, so did we want to cook or order out tonight? Uh, I think we should cook. We haven't cooked in a while. Yeah. yeah I suppose we have just been eating leftover pizza for a couple nights. Probably not great for us. No. I was thinking maybe we could do tacos, maybe? Ooh. Uh, what, what kind of meats do we have in the freezer? Uh, I think we've got some, some steaks, though. We could do some steak tacos. Okay, I'll, I'm I'm almost home, so I'll, I'll go and get that out and start defrosting. I'll see you soon. Okay, love you. Love you too. And the the phone hangs up, and I th- does does Ron uh, drive with his windows down or or? Um, it's January. It's still, yeah, it's still <laughs> it's still cold, right? Yeah, it is still cold. I don't know. Some people like the windows down when it's cold. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to say no, though, right now. <laughs> yeah, you also were wearing a pr- fairly light leather jacket. Yeah. Which we had like made a point of mentioning that it's definitely not enough for the cold right now. Uh, so, yeah, you guys hear this muffled phone call. But between that and the, the usual audio shenanigans that seem to be happening right now, uh, you, you don't really catch any of it. Uh, but it sounds extremely casual. <laughs> it was indeed yeah. casual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a little terrifying this ride uh, because like Ron takes the highway. Like <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Yeah. You notice, like as it's going, it's getting like really low to the truck bed, and, like try- holding the dog down. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, hunker down as much as possible. It's it's about a twenty minute drive from Northwest Monsdale to downtown <laughs> Monsdale City. Uh, this is what I was waiting for. <laughs> I was waiting. Y- y- you get to Monsdale City. Uh, Things are subtly different here. It was a little hard to tell, obviously, when you were on the highway, except for the fact that, like, it was more a proper highway than I think exists in Munsdale proper. Like, it, you know, it was like a full-on highway, as opposed to, like, just the the, the multi-lane roads that are highway-esque that Munsdale actually has. Uh, The truck pulls in and drives into a a little underground parking garage at the bottom of a, a fairly tall apartment building. Uh, and it parks in a spot uh, marked with uh, a, a what you can only assume is an apartment number, 
and Ron jumps out and grabs his bag of tools from the back, just narrowly missing, bumping into Isaac <laughs> as he grabs it out of the back of the truck, uh, and he heads for the elevators. Uh, Ron should, is heading for the elevators, then. Should we follow him? Are we going to end up in his house? I mean, yeah, at least that way we know where he is. Because this is definitely not his house. Um, okay. What if we get stuck inside? I mean, doors work. We could probably just leave. (laughs) (laughs) But can we... We have used a door before. Okay, that's true. And we have been able to interact with physical objects. I'm very curious to see what that's going to look like. While they're thinking about it, Kununus is already, like, up and and moving to to follow Ron. Uh, Okay. We're running without God now. (laughs) Um... Yeah, Edith, Edith's I guess gonna we've... hop out of the truck and, and grab Bella. <laughs> oh boy. I guess we follow uh, Ron as he goes upstairs. Bella does a little wormy thing. When yeah, just like, for too long. <laughs> just like... It's like, mind you, she's in the back of a truck and and then for 20 minutes and then also it's just being pulled over through this weird dimension. Yeah, she's not having a great time right now. No. Anyway, yeah, uh, you guys head into that elevator uh, sort of stuffed in- invisibly there alongside <laughs> I like Ron. to imagine beforehand like Ron-, Ron clicks the button and is waiting for the elevator and you guys are just standing there <laughs> watching him <laughs> while the elevator comes up or down that's Basically. pretty much it uh, yeah you guys uh, ride the elevator up to, to Ron's floor uh, and I guess continue following him as uh, he makes his way uh, to his apartment, unlocks the door, and heads on in. Do you follow him into his apartment? Uh, oh man, yeah. I mean, I, is it, um, he's go, he's gonna open the door and then just close it right behind probably, him. Probably, probably, yeah, probably not. But we could at least take note of like his apartment number. Kurnunus like slides his foot in the door before it closes. It's like slams on his foot. <laughs> and starts to cry a little bit. Ow! 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 ow, ow. <laughs> Is there a problem with our door? <laughs> we need to get this looked at. It's you also making the landlord. a weird noise, I think. <laughs> Let's put some WD-40 on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Probably. WD-40 gets sprayed straight in our face. <laughs> oh, my eyes. Kurnitas is just so slippery now. God, I hate this. Yeah, I don't think that we can go in. I, I think Isaac would feel weird also about going into his apartment. It's fair. Yeah, uh, I mean, Isaac felt weird about following him up the <laughs> elevator, so yeah, that tracks. Uh, Ron, you close the door behind you, unknowingly locking out uh, three people who've been following you this whole time. Three hooligans. Uh, you see Cohen in the kitchen. They're uh, like getting stuff out for, for steak tacos. Yeah, yeah they, they've got like some, some poblano out, some tomatoes. Um... You, you hear the microwave running on defrost. You're making me hungry. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a while since I've done that, so like... Oh, God, Chris, hold on. Did you just say defrost in the microwave? You can do that. Uh, you can. We're making... Someone who didn't someone who didn't, who didn't defrost didn't, ahead of time. Ahead. That's what... Yeah, we... <laughs> both of us work. We're a busy couple. Yeah, Cone only just said they were just getting home. Well, then they should have pulled the meat out this morning. Don't don't defrost in the microwave. <laughs> they didn't decide <laughs> to make tacos until on the way tacos. home. We literally talked about this this morning. We were like, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> then just cook it while it's frozen. Like, it, it'll just be a little bit rare in the middle. Don't defrost it in the microwave. <laughs> Throw throw this oh, yeah. throw this frozen block of meat on hey, the skillet and hope for I, the best. I won't lie. 
You can do that. You can cook a frozen steak, but it's... Uh, We're about to have a heated argument about this. <laughs> no, you, 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 you put it on a, a baking sheet, you put it in the oven at low heat, and it defrosts itself. Yeah, but it doesn't cook all the way. It's too late. This is what Khan's doing. It's been decided. I love. Would you I like Ron to freak out right now? Out of everything that's been happening, that's the thing that makes you so visibly <laughs> upset. <laughs> First, Dom just keeps making points and then going trailing off of anyway, and then jumping <laughs> right back into his fucking. So I, fucking I, I, upset I, about I, this. This is what loses me my friendship with Dom. <laughs> is having a fictional person microwave fictional steak. Oh man. I gave him a fucking delicious Reuben sandwich before the podcast began, and this is what this is what the straw that let's breaks just the say, back. Let's just say that in this world of Chris's foods always being good, it all works out in the end. Yeah. Anyway, um, Con, they smile at you, Ron, and oh God, where was I? Um, <laughs> As they throw their steak in the microwave. <laughs> uh. They're like, I've almost got everything ready to start cooking. Um, I can j- get started cutting the, the, the veggies if you want to get on the meat once it's done in the microwave. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, I just had to get it done fast because I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> nice recovery. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, we planned this not so well. I, I, I'm just hungry at this point. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go put my stuff down, but I'll be back and I'll, uh, I'll deal with steak. Yeah, um, Ron, you, uh, you and Con, uh, make dinner, you eat at the dining room table, you watch, uh, Will and, another episode of Will and Grace along with it, and, uh, then you go to bed, uh, ready for the next morning, and at least you remember doing all that. Kerninos, Enif, and Isaac, the world turns to static all around you. And when everything resolves itself again, you look out one of the, the few windows at the like end of this hallway of doors to apartments, and you see that it is laid outside again. Okay, I, th- uh, I think you might be right. The world revolves around him. That's fascinating. This entire dimension revolves around Baron? I don't know how to explain it any other way, unless somebody else happens to be walking around in areas that we're not and sleeping at the same time that he is it just i don't think it makes any other sense any sense any other way uh chris can i investigate the phenomenon uh sure what are you doing um you're just like mulling over everything you've seen in the past however long yeah i'm specifically this whole like yeah, mulling over the conversation that he's had with Cornuno, the interaction he's had with Cornunos, the little bit of, of conversation we've kind of overheard, the static going. Yeah, yeah, kind of mulling over all the information we have and trying to see if I can piece anything together. Yeah, give me an investigative mystery. Go. Ha-ha. That's a nine. You get one question for that. What question? Okay. Um... I swear someday you guys are going to try to investigate a mystery or read about a situation with a question you want to ask in mind. One of these days, maybe. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not, so, so, I'm not Usually so, our question is I'm just, so, what the fuck is yeah, happening? Yeah, I'm not so familiar with the phenomenon ones. Um, how is this phenomenon doing this? Um, okay, yeah. Um, 
you're putting these together and it's seeming more and more like the world's being constructed around whoever is in it to create what would uh, charitably be described as it, uh, a, a standard life. Um, one of the things that's kind of noticeable is th- these time skips have occurred during fairly boring and unnotable portions of the day. Mm-hmm. Like it, the skip happened when Ron was at work and the skip happened again when Ron was, you know, grabbing dinner and going to bed. Um, but the simulation was definitely there for that boring drive home. <laughs> On the highway. Yeah. Look, I'm trying my best. Leave me alone. Um, something sort of uh, worth noting is uh, Miss Sosa was one of the people that went missing. And there were, on- there were only people at like the homes nearest to her home. Uh, and the the only person that uh, well no you wouldn't know that never mind um, but yeah the, the, for the for the the, the drive back um, they 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 like the same there was no traffic there were cars on the road there were cars on the road but like there there was all the windows were tinted so you didn't really see people in the cars um, the the only time you saw a person uh, was someone pulling out of the garage uh, that Ron was pulling into uh, who you could see in the window and they waved to each other, but that was about the only defined person you've seen other than the people who lived next door to Miss Sosa. And so it seems like how is this phenomena doing it? This, it seems to be focusing its energy on not necessarily making a world, but simply making a normal life for those it's captured in its grip.